John 6. After this, Jesus crossed the Sea of Galilee, or Tiberias. A huge crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was performing by healing the sick. Jesus went up a mountain and sat down there with his disciples. Now the Passover, a Jewish festival, was near. So when Jesus looked up and noticed a huge crowd coming toward him, he asked Philip, Where will we buy bread so that these people can eat? He asked this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii worth of bread wouldn't be enough for each of them to have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There's a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they for so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, so they sat down. The men numbered about 5,000. Then Jesus took the loaves, and after giving thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also with the fish, as much as they wanted. When they were full, he told his disciples, Collect the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. So they collected them and filled twelve baskets with the pieces from the five barley loaves that were left over by those who had eaten. When the people saw the sign he had done, they said, This truly is the prophet who is to come into the world. Therefore, when Jesus realized that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself. When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat, and started across the sea to Capernaum. Darkness had already set in, but Jesus had not yet come to them. A high wind arose and the sea began to churn. After they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea. He was coming near the boat, and they were afraid. But he said to them, It is I, don't be afraid. Then they were willing to take him on board. And at once, the boat was at the shore where they were heading. The next day, the crowd that had stayed on the other side of the sea saw that there had been only one boat. They also saw that Jesus had not boarded the boat with his disciples, but that his disciples had gone off alone. Some boats from Tiberias came near the place where they had eaten the bread before the Lord had given thanks. When the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went to Capernaum looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, Truly I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Don't work for the food that perishes, but for the food that lasts for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you because God the Father has set his seal of approval on him. What can we do to perform the works of God? They asked. Jesus replied, This is the work of God, that you believe in the one he has sent. What sign then are you going to do so that we may see and believe you? They asked. What are you going to perform? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, just as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, Moses didn't give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said, Sir, give us this bread always. I am the bread of life, Jesus told them. No one who comes to me will ever be hungry, and no one who believes in me will ever be thirsty again. But as I told you, you've seen me, and yet you do not believe. Everyone the Father gives me will come to me and the one who comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose none of those he has given me, but should raise them up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him will have eternal life, 
and I will raise him up on the last day. Therefore, the Jews started grumbling about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They were saying, Isn't this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, Stop grumbling among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they will be taught by God. Everyone who has listened to and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Truly I tell you, anyone who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that anyone may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. The bread that I give for the life of the world is my flesh. At that, the Jews argued among themselves, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life in yourselves. The one who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and I will raise him up on the last day, because my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. The one who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. Just as the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. It is not like the manna your ancestors ate and they died. The one who eats this bread will live forever. He said these things while teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. Therefore, when many of his disciples heard this, they say, This teaching is hard. Who can accept it? Jesus, knowing in himself that the disciples were grumbling about this, asked them, Does this offend you? Then what if you were to observe the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? The Spirit is the one who gives life. The flesh doesn't help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. But there are some among you who don't believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning those who did not believe and the one who would betray him. He said, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted to him by the Father. From that moment, many of his disciples turned back and no longer accompanied him. So Jesus said to the twelve, You don't want to go away too, do you? Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom will we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. Jesus replied to them, Didn't I choose you, the twelve, yet one of you is a devil? He was referring to Judas, Simon Iscariot's son, one of the twelve, because he was going to betray him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In this chapter, we learned how Jesus miraculously fed approximately 15,000 people, then sent his disciples off in a boat and stayed behind to pray alone. But around 3 a.m., he looked out on the water and saw that a storm had kicked up, so he decided to go out for a stroll on the waters he created. The disciples were terrified when they saw him, but he had already demonstrated his power over creation by multiplying food, so his power over water shouldn't have come as a surprise. The next morning, when that big crowd woke up, they thought Jesus was still with them. They had seen his disciples go out on the boat the night before, but he hadn't been on it. So they began to look for him, but couldn't find him anywhere. This is one of the reasons he'd been trying to keep his divinity under wraps. He knew that when people found out about his power, word would spread like wildfire. 
Eventually, they tracked him down and he basically told them, you're only following me because I fed you. Instead of being blown away by the man who can do miracles, these people just wanted the miracles. Like the kid who takes their Christmas gift off to play with it alone in their room, never thanking the parent who gave it to them. Jesus knew their hearts, and he knew that they were after the temporary thing. He wasn't interested in giving the temporary at the expense of the eternal, so he pointed out that he had a lot more to offer them than they were aware of. He had eternal bread to feed them, himself. During this conversation, they asked him a very important question, and the way Jesus answered it tells us something crucial about our relationship with God. They asked, what can we do to perform the works of God? Jesus answered plain and simple, This is the work of God, that you believe in the one he has sent. The one thing God requires is belief in the gospel of Jesus. That's it. End of list. But to be clear, this isn't just belief that he exists or even belief that Jesus is God. As we've already seen more than once, the demons believe that. It doesn't make them Christians. The word used here for believe means to commit your trust, to place confidence in. It's a heart-level belief, not just acknowledgement or a cognizant assent. This isn't, sure, I believe in God, or yeah, I'm a Christian, I was confirmed when I was a kid, or even, I go to church every Sunday. Some of those things are just an acknowledgement of God, and some of those are other types of works, not the kind Jesus was referring to. He was talking about a heart-level belief and commitment to him, not an acknowledgement of the truth a surrender to the truth. Then Jesus segued into some really deep theological points. He touched on the authority structure within the Trinity as it pertains to God's relationship with mankind. This is what theologians refer to as the economic Trinity, the way God extends himself to the world. God the Father has a plan, and God the Son submitted to the will of God the Father. In verse 37, he said, Everyone the Father gives me will come to me. In verse 44, he expounded on that by saying, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And in verse 45, he said, Everyone who has listened to and learned from the Father comes to me. Our salvation starts with the Father. Jesus says we have to hear and learn from the Father and that the Father is the one who draws us. And other scriptures we'll encounter reveal that he uses the Spirit as a means of drawing us, just like the Son is the means of redeeming us. But it all starts with the Father's plan. And he's working it out through all the persons of the Trinity. They each have a role to play. This conversation was a space maker for Jesus, a seat emptier. He lost a lot of people on this one because they couldn't handle the truth. And maybe I'm wrong, but it seems to make him sad. He had his 12 apostles, and two of the 12 would walk away from their relationship with him during the toughest moment of his life, Simon Peter and Judas Iscariot. Jesus knew it. He even asked them, Are you going to leave me too, just like the others? And Peter said one of the best things he's ever said. Lord, to whom will we go? You have the words of eternal life. And even though Peter denied him three times, Jesus mercifully restored Peter's ministry after his resurrection. Peter knew for certain he's where the joy is. I'm Tara Lee Cobble, and you're listening to the He's Where the Joy Is podcast presented by LifeWay. LifeWay. 